Yes, sir. DJ Durrell. Hey, Castro go crazy. Yeah. So we gone. Huh? Stop. We good. Yes, Stop. sir. Chill. We on. Chill. Scale. Huh. Let's go. Let's go. Take. Huh. Let's, Let's go. go. Take. Huh. Let's Gemini go. Scorpio huh. podcast. Let's roll. Yes, sir. Straining. Straining. Yeah. This is our seventh week back in a row. Welcome back to the guys. Kyron, Dylan, Alexander DeBlanc, Sade. It's one of the best verses ever. Nigga, I like some been taken. Ain't nothing but a little bit of straightness. Now daily. What we doing? Hop Nero with Robert De Niro. Yeah. Yeah. Then I put my bitch on. Put this wrist on. Yeah. Yeah. Turn up pandemic into, into it. You know that's that shit that we on. Hold up. It's my girl Brooke, bro. Back home. Shout to Brooke back home. Yeah. Big B, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Straining. Straining. Yeah, Babe, what, 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 what you been listening to, babe? What I've been listening to, I've been listening to. I'm gonna get my Victoria fight. I'm gonna give you Monet. Her album is good. I'm gonna give. You, I'm gonna give. You, pick, pick, pick one. Let's pick see the song. vibes. Let's see the vibes. Um. Let's see the vibes, man. We just doing this for our audio listeners, man. This is it's just strictly for the audio experience. You in a car, you vibing with us. It's a difference, right? The videos is cool, but we want to give y'all a different experience. We want to have a little bit of fun, drinking a little bit of wine. We might even have to do some like exclusive stuff like that that don't that you don't get on the I YouTube like, video. I feel like what you been listening to? Let me see. Oh, let's see. All right, so like my, I'll give you my my de- my this song I play every day right now. Let me see what so you let's, let's let's see what you got. You get one one shot. Let's see. What's this? This J. Cole? Okay. That's not a bad one. It's not a bad one. No, he, he came in sliding on it. Yeah. Yeah. Gucci really was that guy coming up. What else? Real nigga, I don't say that a lot. By the way that I rock, I'm a straight shooter, no sugar coat, no booger sugar, never had a nose full of dope. It's all good, folks. Coke, how you wanna coke? Drink what you wanna drink, smoke what you wanna smoke. Stroke who you wanna stroke. Just as many fire, I really like how they cope. Too many fish to be pressed about a bitch. I'm stacking too many chips to kill. I feel like I only heard this like maybe once. I'm cutting grass and designer like it's fupu. I got a real thick gal wanna sit on my lap. No BBL, you can tell she just built like that. You ever walk into a spot knowing every bitch a pop? It's not a whole lot of niggas that. Felt like that, but there I go. There I go. Okay. There I go. Okay. There I go. Yes, me with the inside out tea. Low key. That's a vibe. That's a vibe. That's a vibe. Nah, 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 nah. That's good. We good. We good. I like that. I like that. I like that. Yes, sir. Let's get it popping, man. Jim and I, Scorpio Podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, this is episode 85. 85. Shout Why out to the gang. Why do we do that? We Yo, 
Uh, just for the record, Dylan, you know, we don't we don't even we could come straight into on a video. Gemini Scorpio podcast, all that other stuff is is for the audio only, all right? Yo, shout out to the gang. The gang is in the building, and yeah, I'm glad we said that on camera. So they're gonna be like, what stuff? What stuff? Right. Yeah, you gotta come you to gotta the audio. Yo, make sure you go to uh J Hill Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, subscribe to Gemini Scorpio Podcast. Make sure you leave a five star review. Um, is the competition still going on? Hey, I'm gonna choose one person. Yo, you you you, you uh, leave a five star rating. Leave a, leave a oh, five so star just review. Giving out hundred dollars every week now. No, no, no. It's still going. We're gonna pick choose one one person, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we're gonna do is uh, leave a five star review. You're gonna record the episode. You're going to post that recording or that screen recording to Instagram. You're going to tag and say, yo, you know what I'm saying? And share it with 10 people. It's $100, man. That ain't nothing. That was like two, three motions. I mean, you're all right. But, you know, Gemini Scorpio Podcast, ed- episode 85. 85. Shout out to the gang. Shout out to Dylan. Shout out to my guy, Kyron. Alexander DeBlanc is Be in the building. Blanc. Yes, sir. Shade is here. Yes, sir. Miss, Mrs. Bay Hill. Yes, sir. And, yes, I am uh, your co-host. Yeah. And we are here. We're here. Gemini Scorpio, what a uh, interesting duo. It's actually a lot of us. It I've, is. I've seen plethora of people like, I'm dating a Gemini or I'm I'm a Scorpio dating a Gemini or I'm a Gemini dating a Scorpio. I see it so often. Yeah. I was like, that like it's actually so common. Mm. I thought it was like an abnormal duo, but it clearly works. I did too, but you know. It clearly mm. works. We, Could it be? Like it clearly works. Could well, it be that y'all might be the cause of this? Nah, for three I years take later. Ownership for that. Nah, I can't because like I I met a married mm. woman who was married. She was a Scorpio. She was married to no, she was a Gemini. She was married to a Scorpio man, and they've been married for like twenty years. And she was okay. telling me, I was like, yeah, you know, I was like, she was like, yeah, she was like, girl, it works. Like, and I remember me and her. I was like, girl, give me hope because we was going through a little thing. I was like, give me hope because what this is insane. And she was like, no, girl, it works. And we yeah. So I can't say. I think it's it's been a thing. Mm. Who is she in the relationship? I'm just curious. She's the Gem- She's a Gemini. He's the Scorpio. Kind of like Amy Mozzie. Kind of like Amy and Mozzie. Yeah, Amy is the yeah. Gemini, right? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the guys, man. Shout out to yes, the fans. Yo, so um, what's going on, babe? What's new? Talk to me. What's new? Honestly, consistency. Mm-hmm. You know, just doing and showing up. You know, I like this saying. I read something that said there's power in consistency because mm. when you're consistent, you're disciplined. And when you're disciplined, you show up. And when you show up, you feel powerful, you mm. know? So... I feel powerful, yeah. Do you feel empowered? I feel empowered. What's the difference? Is it a difference? Um, powerful, meaning maybe what I'm capable of doing. Like I feel it. Like I know. Like I'm powerful. I know I'm gonna create and do and be. And then empowered. I'm no. Maybe I. Maybe maybe I'm looking at empowered more like a empowered, like feeling more like inspired, mm. like to be powerful. You get what I'm trying to say to or to continue to be powered powerful so i definitely think they're different i don't know the definitions verbatim but that's how i kind of feel about it like one i'm doing and one i'm gearing up to do um two years officially atlanta Ooh. how you feeling hold up before you say that Ooh. alex what we talking about today you sure you want to talk about the topic first no, <laughs> tell, tell the people we talking so about we talking about why divorce happens today <laughs> okay why divorce happens yeah all right cool mm-hmm. um two years just for the people so y'all know what we talking about mm-hmm. Um, but for our our old faithfuls, man, our, our real supporters and loves, we gotta find a name for our supporters. 
Uh, uh, oh, we need a little gang. Yeah, so for the gang. <clears throat> yeah. Two years officially. In Atlanta. How has it been, babe? Whew. So I can honestly say, like, now being here two years, I, I'm pleased with the results of some of the seeds that were planted mm. to be here. When my first year, I think it was really rocky for me because it was like my first year. I was super homesick. I didn't know what the future was going to hold here. Um, and it was just so many transitions happening at once. So mm. I was super nervous, very fearful of how it will work out. Second year, started to get a little more comfortable, but I was also pregnant. So it kind of was just like, ah, I kind of still need to see a couple things and figure out if it is it still where I want to be. But now, like at the end of the year of year two, going into year three, I can say that I'm pleased with just our growth that we've picked up here. And it might have been just being away from home mm. and distractions and things like that. But also your growth, watching your growth with, you know, your career and where you're staring with staring it and just giving yourself no choice but to get to it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, and then Amaya's career, I feel like has flourished really well here. And she, you know, she kind of is going into young adolescenthood here. Mm. You know what I'm saying? From you have her as young baby my little girl my and she's getting her actual adolescent years here and I think she's doing a very good job her grades are great she has good you know she has friendships she's in a her dance team like she she's having fun she likes high school so that's really makes me really happy because I never I remember talking to my friends I was like I'm so glad it worked out for Amaya because if Amaya hated it here I would have had a hard time staying here because mm. I would have wanted to her to be happy and it would have frustrated and made me stress that she wasn't happy so her finding a place here was really, really, really important. So it just all kind of aligned, you know what I mean? Um, I'm still looking for my, like, girl mob tribe here a little bit. And what I mean by that is, like, definitely intentional um, women that are doing things like me or that I want to be doing, you know what I mean? I definitely feel like uh, I like our church, you know what I'm saying? So I'm definitely, I feel like I have people to converse with when I go there and just chat and welcoming so that's cool and outside of church I'm looking for my like you know like my cool mom you know fly cute you know what I mean girl tribe you know what I'm saying so I feel like I have that home so I'm I'm definitely looking for that in Atlanta but not like forcefully like I definitely want it like organic and stuff like that so I think once that happens for me and like I said I was pregnant all this year so in the first year I didn't really know much about here I was pregnant second year, but now that I know more and I know places and that's like my goal, I think now is to like kind of put myself out there a little bit and like meet other women and be open to like events and girl and like girly stuff like that I'm interested in. No, I thought it was dope that somebody had actually hit you up about that and said, yo, come to the gym or something like that. Yeah. Like um, I didn't get to go that Sunday because we had to go. I had to go to Texas, but she hit me up. Um, yeah, randomly she watches the podcast. She's she lives here, and she was like, "Hey, I love the show. Just letting you know. I know you spoke about you know you're not having friends here, but she was like, you know, they do like a mom yoga situation. Mm, you know, cool. I love a little yoga, so it was dope. And I'm actually gonna follow back up on that because I think they do it like frequently. And I and I like I really genuinely love. I know people like some people might. It's crazy because it really depends on the space you meet me in. Some people might think I'm a little standoff. But I actually love when people like, like, hey, like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, because I'll talk to you. Like, I'm, I'm not really the person who, 
I am a little reserved where I'm not just going to jump out there and just start talking to people, you know, just out of the blue. But if you talk to me, I'm definitely, I'm like, yes, and then I'm not going to shut up. So, mm. yeah. Not how that. how you liking it? Two years. What you, what you feeling? Work. Yeah. You always say that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think um, definitely put me in a different mind, mind state, right, mind mm-hmm. frame. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I'm, I don't think I'm doing nothing, like, really different. I'm thinking, no, I'm not, that's a lie. I am... I'm making changes. Right. I'm, the work is still the same. The right. way I go about the work is different. Right. Right. So I think um, that's definitely the change. And I I definitely got to uh, contribute that to Atlanta. Being here, being around mm-hmm. so many entrepreneurs, it's showing me how to make things easier or the importance of the business behind it, the importance of the the not only the business, but the systems that you got in place to help the business Machine. run. Right. So um, I've definitely learned a lot. Um, but at the end of the day, it still worked. I, pro- I wouldn't. Yeah. I probably wouldn't make this home. Yeah, I was talking, somebody asked me, um, every time my friends talk to me, they'd be like, would you ever move home? And I was like, no. Mm. And um, and I was telling them, like, even though, like, it's not because it's, like, a better or worse thing, I feel like, uh, I was even saying about you, like, it, you, every time somebody asks you how you feel about it, you feel like it's work, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, at home, I feel like you already kind of cultivated, like, a space and people know you, you're popular, you did your thing there. And I feel like when you came here, you have the same recipe except for you get to kind of revise it how you want it. Mm. You get what I'm trying to say? And I was like, I get to, like, take who I was back home and bring it here and kind of perfect it. Mm. And it feels good to be able to perfect a space I'm already in. And I think we talked about this before, like, being back home and people know you already. So they already kind of... They don't really treat you as if they're just meeting you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They still are probably like looking at who you were before to a degree. And they're like they're happy for you. But like people here, they're meeting you for the first time. You have the same recipe on who you are. You get to perfect it. It could be more. I, I like to call it a little more grown, a little more sexy, a little more revised version of myself. I get to be here versus being around a lot of people I knew from like high school, college, mm-hmm. you know, years of life. Like, you know what I mean? So I like that. Like I like to I, I, I'm. I'm I'm ex- I'm happy to explore my grown years in a fresh start in a, as, as a fresh start. Excuse me. That's dope, yeah. babe. Uh, now I know we talked about what we're going to talk about today. Just curious, walking into marriage now, like what are some of the things that you're most afraid of? Ooh, that was a great, great question. Um, hmm, that's a great question. Um, I really want to give an answer because I feel like, of course, there's fears, but I don't, I think it's my, my same fear though, like of, I think I have like, um, anxiety with like, um, betrayal. Mm. And I think that, and I mean like in any capacity, you know, that, that brings a lot of hurt, you know what I'm saying? Because, and I think what, a, I feel like marriage, it might peak on me simply because I feel like you know with my friendships I choose to be committed but there's no real bondage on it like there's no spiritual tie on it like you know it's not God ordained you get what I'm trying to say I'm, I'm choosing this friendship however I technically morally I owe you things but I really don't owe nobody anything you mm-hmm. get what I'm trying to say but in my marriage I feel like it is ordained and I just I I fear for any type of like betrayal that may hurt it 
to a capacity that, that just may be hard for me to like grow through. You know what I'm saying? Because like betray because I've always been somebody who hurts deeply like infidelity over betray- or something? It's not even just infidelity. I mean, it could like betrayal could be a lot of things. Like betrayal is not just infidelity, it's secrets. You know, I don't know, hiding finances, like hiding, like not finances, like hiding finances, but just keeping big things from your partner, like that could really affect you guys. And maybe you're just keeping it from them and then finding out later or anything that, you know what I mean? That may just hurt the relationship in a way skeletons that, kinda. yeah, like maybe skeletons, like, like it don't just have to be infidelity. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to just stop it there because that would just be too generic to put it you know what i mean i feel like there's so many other things that come you know could come about that could still affect it and and maybe betrayal may not be the correct word maybe just like i don't know i don't know i i say i don't know i i think i i think i fear a pain so deep that i'm i'm just not equipped to carry you get what i'm trying to say because it, it i am a uh a grudge holder a little bit. I'm not even going to lie. I'm getting better. But on top of me being a grudge holder, I hurt really deeply. And it, it takes me a long time to get out of certain spaces. And I feel like in a marriage, you, it's like, you can't wait that long. Like you guys are married. You kind of have to work through this. Like, you know what I mean? Like we could let it sit, but we're just going to be in the same house, not talking, making the household crazy, like, or whatever, like, but I feel like as a marriage, if we stand married, then we have to work on it. So it's not like you could just kind of sit it down so is it, and not go and not <clears throat> visit it. Is it the, <clears throat> is it the betrayal you're scared of or is it the commitment? No. Because mm-hmm. it sounds like, <clears throat> this, this actively listening, it mm-hmm. sounds like that if you were not married and betrayal was to come, I could wash my hands and walk away. But because we are mm-hmm. married, if betrayal was to come, I can't just leave this. I, you know, I see where you're going right there, and I, and I want to say yes, but yeah, no, because it's not the commitment, because it's not even about walking away. It's the repair. You get what I'm trying to say? Because I might not walk away, it, but the repair. Sometimes repairing is so damaged. It, like that process is very damaging in itself. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? And I think just. I just don't want to be in a situation. I don't know. I feel like marriage just kind of emphasizes the hurt for me. Like, like, like it's like okay, I, you can hurt me now, and it's like damn, that shit hurt. But if I'm married, it's like damn, it really hurt now because I, because we are committed. You get what I'm trying to say? I don't know. I maybe I probably look so literal on the commitment. Like I'm very literal on that commitment aspect. So maybe that's what I say. I don't want to say yeah or no because like it, it could be a part of that. A part of it could just be like. You know, a commitment thing. Like, I can't run anywhere. I mean, maybe. It is a, maybe. I mean, it's a lifetime commitment. That's yeah, what they maybe. say, right? Yeah, maybe. It, maybe <clears throat> maybe it is that. You know, maybe if I dig deep, the if I was to speak to a therapist right now and I dug a little deeper, it might root in commitment. Yeah, I could see that. You know, what um, I think my biggest fear is... Uh, mm, damn, do I want to say this? Shit. Oh I, hell no! Nah, nah, I didn't even mean to walk into this. This is crazy. Never had this conversation. I think my biggest fear. I have two fears, but they kind of one and the same. My biggest fear one is being treated unfairly, and what I mean by that is so one of my biggest fears is getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. 
But with that comes <clears throat> the government and what they deem is fair, right? Like we see so many people getting divorced, and we and just since we heard we we talk about it, mm-hmm. right? It says like fifty percent divorce rate is like fifty percent. We could fact check that if y'all don't mind. Um, yes. So fifty percent, right? Just fifty fifty. Yeah, so the 50, 50, 50 chance of staying together. Forty. We're talking about the numbers. Of the forty fifty. The rate. Yeah. Yeah, forty to fifty uh, percent of first marriages end a divorce. Right. So forty to fifty percent, right? And if let's say say we just I don't know because I just feel like today is all about being happy. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's what you choose to be, and that's cool. The if if you decide or if you just get get tired, right, and you decide to walk away. In the back of my mind, just to be honest, is like if we don't. If we don't handle that on the front end, we talk about the prenup and stuff. If we don't handle that on the front end, then I will have to. I'm the one that will have to pay for that at the end. What do you mean? Spousal, uh, what is it called? Um, spousal support. Spousal support, child support, things like that. And like, I'll be lying to say if I didn't think about that, because it's like. That's why, I like, for me, the even when we talk about the prenup, the prenup is a way for me to protect myself but also be fair, right? Mm-hmm. It's to say, it ain't, like, we talked about this from the beginning. It was mm-hmm. never to, like, you don't get none of my money. Like, no, nah, I, I wouldn't even do that. That's I don't think that's fair, be honest. But it was a way for me to protect myself to be fair. So we could have a conversation. We could be like, you know what? This is fair, and we can decide mm-hmm. that. Not have the courts decide that or... Mm-hmm. To be honest, one of us decided when emotions are involved because that's mm-hmm. that's not how, how we really feel, right? So I think that's one, but it's really it stems from just being a divorce because it's like I'm not trying to waste my time. And I think all of us like are partially scared yeah. of like wasting our time. You feel me? Yeah. And uh, granted, we can look at it and say, you know, it's not wasting your time. To learn from things. We 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 know how right, to go. Right, but I'm right. just being real. I'm not transparent. My feelings. Time, nonetheless. Right. So it's like I would be lying. And I never I never said that out loud. So I think. That's just something like, so man, I just want to be fair. treat it unfairly in a sense of if a divorce happens, you don't want to get the short end of the stick. Yeah. Basically, yeah. it's like, you're like, because I, I, I just want, I just want, I'm just, I'm big on fairness, bro. Yeah. Like, that's just like, bro. Yeah. And I don't know, I think that's probably one yeah. of the, the biggest things I worry about. Um, everything else, I think, I really don't have any worries, honestly, because I don't really think about. Right. Anything else besides that? Like, mm-hmm. I just want to be treated fair because things happen, you know? Yeah. But, um, no, I don't really think about nothing else. Right. right. Yeah. So, a question. So, when you say that, do you think, because I feel like this has uh, been a question of mine. So, I'm just picking your brain about it because I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about it. You know how when I, boom, say, and since we'll just talk about it because it's, I know it's typically the man who takes that hit since we're, you know, being real about it, right? Say the man is did something and caused a lot of damage. Do you feel like, I feel like sometimes women feel like him being, not treated unfairly, but like getting what they get is equivalent to the damage, basically. So like for a male, they may look at it unfair, but a female may look like this is equivalent to the damage you've done. This is why you're here. Kind of like right? do the crime, do the time. Do the crime, do the time. Is that like, is that what that is? I like, think, is it because like, because we've seen it happen so often um, and 
you know, in situations that pre not did not suffice, right? And it's typically like, oh, but the men technically ruined the I not think, the men. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not if, being biased. Case, I'm just saying in this case, like the men uh, who happens to be the breadwinner and the provider uh, ruined the marriage. And so that, now. They're in the court. The wife is getting this. The how the you know seventy percent of the kids' time. The house, the car, because she needs to transport the kids. Money, da 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 da. And said man is mad now because it's like this is my money. Da da da. Does that fit? Like you know what I'm saying? Like did you do the crime no, and, and that, now you don't want to do the that, time or no, is it in like, that case? I think that's fair. Okay, <clears> so you like, feel like it's only not fair if you. It's not something you blatantly did. It's just maybe a mutual situation. Like, this is just not working. We need a divorce. Then we need to keep it fair. Uh, or we're just not working out. Yeah. Whether you believe it or I believe it, we need to end this. But you do feel like if you did something yeah, that put the marriage in jeopardy, mm-hmm. that caused you guys to divorce, or not caused because it's still a choice. Mm-hmm. However, put it in this, a standpoint where the woman can say, like, Nah, like I like gave her a choice to make that choice. You are okay with, not okay with, but then you can understand and see why that happened. Yeah, I think, mm. um, I think that's fair. I think, uh, but it's a couple other things to, to factor in. If you are working, right? Let's say if, if we are bringing in, I don't know, 50, 50 if, if the household is 50 50 finances and everything, mm. right? I don't think you deserve 50% of mine, too. I don't think that's fair. I don't think but the courts feel like that, though. I, I don't well, know. I'm just, I don't know lie, how it happens. Let me not lie. I don't but, know. But what I'm saying is, if, if I'm the bread... Not bread... I don't even want to say bread. Yeah. If I'm the sole provi- po- provider, though, mm-hmm. it's different. If I'm the sole provider, then I think it's fair. And I cheated or, I don't know, whatever okay. causes I get what divorce. you're saying. I get, I get what you Because that's saying. like, bro, like, you did that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying okay. like, come on. That's I don't think that's like okay. you want like you want to you want to do something to break our union, and I gotta just go my way or I gotta stay because I don't have no other way. That's not fair. That's putting me in. That's putting me in a position where I gotta stay. Honestly, I don't think that's fair. But if it's just a mutual decision, yeah. Nah, I don't. I, I and I don't know if that's how the court works. Again, I don't. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But it's just you hear these things. I've not never been married before. It's like yo, like. What if she just want to just because I've seen where woman cheated on a guy. Of course. And she still got spousal support and half of everything. Like, I, I've heard these yeah. stories and I'm like, there's no way. What do you think about Because I feel like a lot of times, like, it goes like to this man versus woman. But there's plenty of women who's paying child, uh, spousal support, too. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. I was like, I haven't heard like, plenty. I've heard a couple. They, well, a couple. I will say, uh, you know, I've. Long story short, I've heard it. It's not like abnormal mm-hmm. for a woman to be paying spousal support, mm-hmm. um, due to being the breadwinner or the provider in the relationship. Again, I so, think it's yeah wording matters, right? The breadwinner is different from the sole provider. What's the difference? For me, when I say, and I might be wrong, but for me, when I say sole provider, I'm providing everything. Like you, literally staying home, taking care of the kids. You're taking care, like you, you're built, making my house a home, right? You're not working, right? Um, if you are working, it's probably from something that I put in place. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you're the breadwinner, we both could just be working, and I'm just making uh, make more money. Okay, you know what I'm saying like, okay. come on, like yo, okay. you got your that business, bro. Like just because your business ain't pop, I, yeah. I gotta fund you. Like nah, yeah, bro, I, come I on, dog. Saying. Give you a, it could be, 
even like what I was gonna be talking about the um prenup thing. I'm even down for like uh like different conversations. Like, all right, if you cheat, well, that's 50 50. We can that could be right there, right? Yeah. But let's say, I don't know, outside of sexual act, it could be thing like I'm fair. Like it yeah. could be if you talk to somebody else and we'd get a divorce. I don't I don't think that deserves mm-hmm. 50. Like it's like little, I just think it should be. Different tiers, in my opinion. Again, mm. this, uh, this is how I look at it, just being fair. Like, if, if I don't know, if, um, I don't know. I, I can't even, because I haven't thought about it like that. Yeah. Alex, my bad. Question. Um, so I'm looking at two cases, two different situations. One was Anthony Anderson's divorce that just recently got settled with his wife uh, this year. And then uh, Dr. Dre's situation, mm. which was a little bit more messy. And looking at Anthony Anderson, you know, his... His wife, he was ordered to pay more than 200000 a year to his wife in spousal support, right? Uh, but if basically she gets 20% of his salary. So, but if he gets like more than $2 million per year, then she would, of course, have to increase the payment to 400000 mm. which is different though. Um, 20%? How did they break up? Uh, they didn't break did she down work? into. If she didn't work 20%, I, I feel like that's fair. I think I said that. I think. It don't matter about the number though. The matter, I think the num- the number is um none of our business. I think it twenty percent though, right? I feel like that's fair. So if you're twenty, if you're making that much money, your twenty percent is two hundred thousand. I don't think I, I think that's fair. Still getting eight hundred other thousand. Not right. even that. It's just it's twenty percent. Like I'm saying, I mean, I and this fair. is the second. And to give more insight, but for how long case, too? My bad. Go ahead, go ahead. How long? Yeah, that's another. Thing. I don't think they set yeah, a, a number on this. I think it's so many different. And I think the other thing that kind of confuses me about it, too, is because where we start won't be where we are when we end. When we end won't be where we are after the divorce. Like, life is still is moving. So, like, people can get more money, less money. It Like, literally, things can change. So, yeah, like, how home, many times is it reviewed? Because, like, say say you are giving somebody 200000 in spousal support, but then they end up getting money. Like, they're now getting money. Is that reported so you don't give them 200000 Or do you still have to give it just due to the fact that this is the situation yeah. at hand? Because, like, sh- Shorty could still... She could turn it. She, she could, could turn, turn that 200 into... Flip it. Yeah, yeah or even quick. just have her own stuff that finally popped I mean, that she's been working on. Whatever it is. Yeah. Does she now not get the $200 self spousal support because now she has money so you don't pay me any dues even due to us having to be divorced? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Finish That's the... A- uh, what you, we cut you off. No, I mean, sure. I'm glad that you said that because we're now looking at Dr. Dre. This is from like two years ago where he had to... He was ordered to pay his ex-wife of 24 years. Now, uh, more... More context is Anthony Anderson and his wife was married 22 years. She had filed for a divorce before, citing it was an irreconcilable, right? Mm-hmm. But then after she put it away in 2017, they tried to work things out. A few years later, they just was like, we can't do this anymore. Uh, Dr. Dre, same thing in a capacity, but because of the cost of living and the, the standard of living that she, his wife was already used to, they, the judge awarded her a hundred million. A mm. hundred million in the divorce settlement. And this was a battle that was over 18 months. So, like, factoring in, I think what's very interesting about the conversation that you're having right now is just like when you set a standard of a way of living, now the counterpart, whether it's, uh, I think Mary J. Blige also yep. had to go to the same thing with Milk her turn. husband mm-hmm. because this is the standard that you set for me 
and I'm used to a certain way of living, just because you're gone and I can't support it, and you're the breadwinner, I should suffer for it. Which is interesting to me. I but don't I just, know if I don't know if I agree. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's an interesting <clears throat> take, though. Now, just, what I will say, right? My kids shouldn't suffer for it. Right, of course. So I kind of get it. Like I'm fifty fifty oh, with it. Like so, no pun intended. I agree <laughs> with you. So okay, this when I think about this situation, I think about like uh, the DJ Mustard and his relationship and mm. their divorce, right? So now she was with that man. I think since like high school. You know what I'm saying? And I think, like, was with him throughout his whole career. You know, obviously, he's rich. This is his money. She's wife, kids, whatever. However, I do feel like a lot of times, a lot of those ideas and those thoughts and the influence can come and be assisted by somebody. And to never want to compensate them or to see them with nothing, even though they may have helped, Get you very much to where you are in some capacity. I do think that's type crazy. Wait, he he said he didn't want her to have nothing. Bro, he's trying to take her, give her nothing. Oh no, nah, I don't think. Yeah, for sure. I th- I told you this. But like a lot of the ideas, uh, a lot of the shit, the the um, not even not motivation, but the um, the conversations that keep going right, like all of that. Are you, I I now, would I think- never ignore. I would never dis um discredit you for that right because again i i i think that's fair i don't i don't think it's worth 50 percent though no yeah, yeah. i do think it's, i don't think all situations are 50 percent though like i don't i think that i i don't think it's all like i i also do feel like the courts have to agree and deem it to be reasonable it's not like something that's like oh i want 50 percent. you just get it believe it like for example like what uh dj dj muster's ex-wife what she asked for from the courts for her kids she didn't get that she got something but she didn't get that mm. you get what i'm trying to say so they're not it's like i said it's not always catered to the women it's not always catered to the mom they may get something but it doesn't mean they'll get everything asked for especially if it's deemed unreasonable or that they, they're not just out here just granting it like that you know what i'm trying to say and there's we're not always you know women aren't always just getting soft-hearted women judges there's male judges too you know what i mean so um yeah I don't know, but we ain't we ain't about to put that in there we ain't mm-hmm. getting... alex let's get to it man we like 20 30 minutes 30 something minutes in. let's get let's, let's start the podcast man let's start right, podcast. <laughs> no i mean I'm, I'm glad that y'all having a conversation and i was just listening and um as I was as as I was listening, the reason why we brought forth this conversation is because we've been seeing a lot of separations happening, mm. like a lot of separations. But it's been different types. Like uh, it, we have heard situations like with Tiana Taylor coming out talking about her and Iman Shumpers being split. Now they're not divorced, but they're being split, and but saying that they're still amicable. Mm. Then we have situations like Jeannie, uh, Jeannie May Jenkins and Jeezy, where they're split. There's reports that she's coming down to Atlanta to try to reconcile her relationship, like they're trying to make it work. But um, we are seeing a lot of things that are, a lot of separations that are happening on a national scale. I mean, not a national scale, but like in the terms of like celebrities and things mm-hmm. of that nature, which brought forth the question as to like why these things happen. Okay. And then when I found that alarming statistic that 40 to 50% of the first marriage ends in divorce after eight years though but see context eight years Mm. it's not like it ends within the first two years like Mm. this is after eight years it made me start to think like why does this happen like what is it uh, about divorce that is making it more prevalent uh, especially in this society because there was an interesting statistic that was up there like oh yeah divorce rates are down but then also marriage rates are down so of Mm. course divorce rates are going to be down and people not getting married Mm -hmm. so there is something that is happening around the 
the relationships in general that we're seeing within our generation and just wanted to kind of talk to that. I don't know. I think um, if I had to like just come up with an opinion, um, I don't know, man. It's something that I, I I'm not gonna lie. It's something that I struggle with a lot. Like when I see divorce, it really do something to me. Like it, it, it like just being honest. Like that's one of them things where it's kind of like seeing somebody lose their life. And I know that might be an extreme example for people, but like no. it's something that I really don't want. Like we all had those dreams. Like when I get married, it's gonna be. We all say that it's that's gonna be the only one. You know what I'm saying? And so when I see divorces, I'd be like, bro, like what? What is going on? So I really don't know. I think I know. I, what I will say is, is it's scary. Um, if I had to think about something, is uh, people don't really have r real relationships outside of people don't have friendships outside of the relationship. Mm. I mean, that's what I, I could think. Like, we could talk. We, I can love you as much as I want, but do I like you? Mm -hmm. A lot of times, people are are um are putting up with people, and it's only it's only but so much you can put up with, right? So I think going into marriage, they ask the question of. If this person would not change, they never change from who they are today, would you still love them? Right? And I think a lot of times we go into situations, especially premature, early in a relationship, not really able to answer that question. Right? And I told Sade this, that I was able to love her in the full capacity the moment I was able to love her for who she was. Now, on the flip side of that, that might come with some things you might not like, right? And that's like, yeah, I know you are X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And I'm all right with that. <laughs> right? I might not have been all right with it five, four years ago, but I've learned to love it. It is what it is. But I'm acknowledging you might not like that, right? You might not like that. I acknowledge that. But I love you for it. It's me. It's just, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That's on that's one thing I could think mm -hmm. of. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's other reasons, right? Well, um yeah. I think I think it's it's I think it's what you said, and you could kind of tie it into like people only like certain versions of people. Mm -hmm. So like I may meet you one way and then I, I like you. I like I like this version of you, but you're going to change. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like over years, you're going to change. And sometimes along that way, like I think people just don't really understand. Like they only like a side of you. They don't like all of you. You know what I mean? And then like, I think Michelle Obama said it one time too, that you're not always going to love your person, not love. You're not always going to like your person anyway. And I think sometimes people don't see the other side back through, like, to like them again. Mm. Like, it's like, now I don't like you, but maybe it's just the season that you guys aren't connecting or things are going on where, you know, there's a lot of distraction, you know, this, just disassociation with the feelings that you had with each other before. But there's another side of that where you guys could got could have gotten back over that, but you guys gave up. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. So I think, like... People evolve so much or transition so much into different people. And they're the same people at the core, but, like, different versions of themselves. And if you can't, like you said, learn to like them for exa like exactly who they are in every season, I think it's hard to, like, have a long marriage because you literally have to like your person every season, regardless of who they 
begin to transfer into you know what i mean like like you know and so happen like that is somebody that you like you know what i mean like they're evolving in a way that you really like so i like like for example what i mean by that like for for me right you've you've been involving into a lot of good things so it's easy it's actually easy for me to continue to like you but if you were evolving no excuse me not evolving but like doing things that you had no business doing which happens like everybody's not evolving all the time people are sometimes just transitioning and on their journey trying to get to whatever evolution right but sometimes it's not pleasant at all like mm. sometimes it comes with a level of like who are you like i don't even know you like you're doing you out here you wilding you doing things that's not beneficial for the family you think about yourself you selfish it's going to be hard for me to like you in that season but that's just a season you know what i mean you 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 may be going through things or dealing with things that has you right there, but it doesn't mean you're gonna. That's your destination either. And I feel like just some people have a hard time getting to that other side, you know, of that season. I I do think um, the lack of mental strength and courage mm-hmm. affects that a lot, mm-hmm. and always having that urge or the need to look at someone else's uh grass right mm. i feel like we talked about like the grass ain't greener right and um <clears throat> what happened is when you get into these conflicts and you are in those spaces or seasons where you don't like somebody instead of sitting still, right, you want to keep moving. And and keep moving, you want to look for it somewhere else. Mm. And I think think that's the biggest reason. And with everything that we have now, it makes it so much easier. Right? We talk about um, about God a lot and how, but we don't, we talk about God a lot in this generation, but we don't talk about Satan as if, Mm-hmm. They don't exist together, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, we can talk about God and everybody's saying thank you, thank, thank God for what He did for me, but they don't acknowledge that sometimes Satan can do things for you as well, and so much so that Satan can make things look like it's good when it's not. Mm-hmm. He makes it easy to sin, mm-hmm. and is thinking about this conversation is because it. It makes me emotional a little bit because it makes me think because we all nobody is above it. Not even me, as much as I can talk about it. But it's certain times where Satan will present something in the way, in the form of a blessing. And if you're not mm. spiritually aligned, you really would not know. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's been times where we'll get in an argument and I don't know, I'll be over it, I think. Right? But if I don't be, if I don't sit still, I will miss what I'm supposed to get out of it. Right? And... I think that was a lot of the problems just early in our relationship is something will happen, I would go out. I'm out, man. Like, oh, I gotta deal with that. And then you make decisions when emotions are involved. And that's probably the worst thing to do. Mm-hmm. Right? But it's, again, going back to the generation, we have social media, we get in an argument, or we're going through a season. I'm looking at mad chicks on Instagram. That leads to something else, which leads to something else, a domino effect. Mm-hmm. And I think what happens is we spiral out of control so much 
to the point where it's impossible to come back. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a part of a big yeah. part of the reason why um, divorces happen. You were saying something? Um, I think while you all were talking about it, that something that dawned on me, like this, it's a list from the American Psychological Association, and basically talks about the most common reasons uh, for divorce, right? And they listed communication issues, mm. infidelity, which we already, financial problems, but additional other factors were substance abuse, mm. domestic violence, and mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Like all these things can can contribute, right? And we talk about you. You said like the enemy, like how he tries to come and kill, steal, and destroy, right? And I know the answer to this question, but wanted to ask you in the aspect of love, right? Is love enough to sustain? marriage when you see all of these factors or in in addition to that because for me i mean not just is it enough like when i think of love god is love but then we also look at first corinthians 13 we were talking about it like love is patient love is kind mm-hmm. love doesn't mm-hmm. boast love's do, love doesn't keep records mm-hmm. of other people's wrongdoings but when we look at the as, the aspect of love is love enough and then that's a two-part question sorry the second part is what is our standard of love in this society now, because when we we, we take the, that oath and that vow till death do us part, you know what I'm saying, things of that nature, what is it that is making it so disposable now as opposed to before? Sorry. I know I said a lot just now. No, I think... Um, oh, go ahead. I, I'll answer it uh, kind of backwards, right? Love, to me, is unconditional. But I feel like we live in a world where, where you need the phone. Okay, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Hmm. It's open. Come on, let's go get it. <clears throat> um. To answer your question, love for me is unconditional. But part of me feel like men aren't love unconditional. It's always a condition to our love. And I said, you know, a part a part of the time, it was a moment in time where my biggest fear of my relationship was you would leave because of something that happened in the past. And it's funny because you said that's one of your biggest fears, right? What? Like just, I don't know, the unknown. Um, Finding out something we opened with, that's like just a secret or something, I don't know. Not necessarily past though. I just meant like secret in general. Like if it's it could be current. Right. So let's say But I get what you're saying. So I guess one of my biggest fears, not not a secret, I wasn't really keeping no secrets, but it was that you would find out like something that was a part of me that you didn't like and wouldn't leave. When I was looking at it like I loved you for whatever you came with, I made that decision. Kinda like this is very, very little. Um Bad example, but I hope, I think we can get it. Kind of like you with a girl. You like her. You ask her her body count. She tell you, but you got so much pride that you can't date it. If the body count is higher than you want it to be, then you can't be there. But you like this person for everything else. But because of that, it's like, I can't be with it. And at one point, I was afraid that it would be something that, I don't know, about me that you didn't like. It could be hosting. It could be whatever. Like, something that I really enjoy doing. And you just like, man, I ain't, I'm not going to rock with that. 
So I hear two sides of what you said. So I just want to make sure that I'm even understanding so that I respond correctly. So at first you said something that in secret that may come up, mm -hmm. right? I think there's levels to that because mm -hmm. like, for example, you know, if it's something like a body count is one thing, but it's something like a child, it's a whole different conversation. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, and I think that sometimes I think that like, all right, so, and I'm, and I'm just going to say this raw because of how you said it. So don't, no offense, but like, I feel like sometimes when men say things like, we're love with conditions. I feel like it's not that you guys are love with conditions. I think that sometimes you want people to love you guys regardless of certain things that are not okay. But and then, yeah. And, but and and it's not that you can't be loved through it. But asking a woman to say like say like I said like like say, a child though. Let's let's go like, like, like let's say that hypotheticals right. Let's say we do get married and you do have. I find out you you've been hiding a child. Like I feel, and that's a, that's something that happens. Yeah. And it's like it's not that I don't love you, but why do you think that I should have to bear that bear that pain so, because you chose to keep that from me? Okay. Now I love. Now I don't. I only love you with conditions like, but you love me. Like it's like no, like that's so, wrong. No, yeah, yeah. So you get what I'm trying. But I think I'm, our examples is be so so. That's what, but no, that's, that's why I said I'm trying so, to understand exactly. That, that could happen. It could, but it and that's a be, common thing actually. But, that but happens. No, but no, listen, that could happen, but it don't be I'm hiding it. So I'm what looking at it like if I again I'm I like to be fair. So if I'm hiding it, you deserve it. Like right, you know, but, but that's what. But that's, that's what. But, but that's in terms of what my sense. That's we, what I mean by secrecy. But like, let's say we both found out that I I had a child. That's, that's what was a okay. But I still feel like that's wrong. How? If Listen, we both for, found out. Like, we're we're together and you yes. have a child outside of my, our relationship? You don't think that's wrong? I'm not saying I don't love you. I'm if saying that's wrong. That, if it came from something that we knew about. What do you mean? Like. Like you cheated? Yeah. Because it's outside but, of our relationship. But we knew about that. So, right? okay, you cheated. I knew you cheated. And then sometimes seven later, years down you have line. a seven-year-old. Yeah. I like. I mean, respectfully, I get what you're saying. Ideally, would I ever want that to be a situation? Absolutely not. Of course not. not. Yeah, yeah. You get what I'm trying to say? But it's still wrong. I'm not saying that we can't work through it, but that's dead ass wrong. And I think for somebody to basically say, but you have to love me through that because, you know, I don't think, I think it's whoever's prerogative. You know what I'm saying? I may can push through that. I'm not going to say that somebody has to push through that, I don't though. Think, but that's what I'm saying. Because, my, my... and it doesn't mean that you loved him. With conditions, it doesn't mean it just means that you don't have the tolerance for that. You don't have to. Yeah, I don't and, know. And I might have the tolerance. You get what I'm trying to say? But I'm never gonna I don't wanna lead with the wrong message to any woman that whatever a man brings that you have to be intolerant to. I don't think that's you, I don't I don't believe in you that. Don't, so, personally, I don't and maybe because I'm a man, right? You don't I, I wouldn't tell nobody that. But what I will tell somebody is you're accountable for your own actions. And what I was taught coming up is if you're going to make a decision, you have to look at all possible scenarios. And if you aren't able to deal with the worst possible case scenario, then don't do it. If you hold up, if you do do it right. And something happens that you don't like, that's on you. Right. So for example, and an example I'm saying is if let's say, you cheat, right? And or I, let's say I cheat, right? And you know I cheated. 
you forgive me, we get back together. You have the, uh, not the ability, but the choice, the option to be like, okay, I'm going to forgive him or why not? The moment you forgive, you forgive the crime. If that came from the crime, I think, I do think that, I don't want to say you, you, you don't have to do anything, but I do think that's on you now because you decided to forgive. And did you think about everything that could have came with it? That's on you. I, I don't know. I don't really agree with that. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I don't. The reason why I don't agree with that because I feel like if you aren't fully exclosing every possibility of what you put yourself into, i.e. you didn't use condoms, i.e. you didn't do, you know, you didn't, I don't know, fact check your situations. Mm -hmm. So when you're coming for me forgiveness, I'm thinking you're you're coming disclosed and raw about every possibility on your own court. Mm. You don't get to put that on me to tell me that I need to foresee the issues that you may have brought on yourself. Because realistically, I'm getting the back, I'm getting the aftermath of what you did, not what I did. So forgiveness to me is not punishable for like it, it, you don't. I'm, I shouldn't be punished for forgiving somebody. You get what I'm trying to say? So just because I forgive you doesn't mean that if it if something comes out of what I forgave you for that well this is it, well, you got to sit. I'm not being punished because I forgave somebody. That's well, not fair. I, I just don't. That is a punishment so to that, me. In that case, I just don't think um, people really forgive though. You know what I'm saying like I feel I, like like it's like we I, hear. I, this is what I. Uh, this is what I'm gonna say. I think people forgive, right? But I think people, once you forgive, I think people think like you have to be accepting to every single ripple effect. After that, I can put a stop at a point. You get what I'm trying to say? I can say, you know what? I forgave this. I dealt with that. After that, but you know what? This is too much. Mm. Somebody can say that. So all right, let me go back to the. Let's get back to the. Let's get back on topic. So. My idea of love is unconditional, right? I think loving me for whatever I come with, I yeah. think that's my idea of love. Do I think that's enough to keep a marriage? No, I don't. I think um, love is one thing, but um, discipline and dedication, right? I feel like so many people give up on a lot. Like everybody know what it takes to be successful. Everybody don't do what it takes. Yeah. Same with love, right? I feel like, yeah, we could say love is this, that, and the third, and everything, right? But a lot of times, people don't even have it for themselves. So if you don't have that for, for yourself, damn sure you ain't going to have it for me, right? So I think love for me, to answer your question, what is love? Love for me is unconditioned, right? But also, to answer the second part question, I don't think that's all it takes for a relationship to stay together. I think it takes a lot of things, a multitude of things, discipline, dedication, uh, self-awareness, uh, shit, um, yeah, discipline. <laughs> the discipline. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it, it definitely takes that because times get hard. Temptation is real on not just about infidelity. Like, it's, it could be. Let's not just think temptation is anything to to not be respectful. Like to 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 not speak to your woman in a in a way that she wants to be sp spoken to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's way more. Than, it's way deeper than love. So the question was, what does love uh, mean to you? No, I thought it was, is love, is love enough? enough to hold a marriage? Mm -hmm. I don't think love is enough to hold a marriage because I do think love is unconditional, but I can unconditionally love you from afar. Mm. And I think that people don't understand, like, I can unconditionally love you, but I can also not have attachments to you and still love you. You know what I'm trying to say? I can literally make this a friendship because I love you and this relationship <laughs> is not serving us. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm trying to say? And I can still unconditionally love you. Like, Wish you well, want to be a part of special, you know, 
I, I think I could still love you through that. That's why I don't think it's enough for a marriage because I could still unconditionally love you in my marriage and still not want to tolerate certain things. Alex, what's unconditional love? What is the definition of that? <laughs> unconditional love. Is it, honestly, it's a God-given love. The only the only evidence of an unconditional love is, is the love that God gives us. Uh, let me show you. The first time it comes up in the Bible is agape. Uh, so you have agape, which is the unconditional love that God has, where he looks at us and he sees us as righteous despite whatever our sins or our trespasses is. He also has eros, which is like an emotional love or intimacy. But like in regards to like lust or infatuation, but then you also have like phaos, which is a brotherly love. Um, so these are the different variations of it. But when we talk about unconditional, like the first variation of unconditional love is really the God-given love because that is the purest form. Mm -hmm. Where you talk about in First John four eighteen, and it says that God is love. And if somebody doesn't love, they don't know God because perfect love casts out fear. Mm -hmm. So like when we talk about marriage. Um, it, it just, everything that we were talking about just brought it back to my next point, which is like, what do we do to fall in love every day? Like, how do you, mm. because if love isn't enough, how do you keep yourself in a space where you are consistently falling in love? I think we have that first initial, and I, so many times we see in marriages, it's like the spark dies, right? Mm -hmm. But like, when we talk about unconditional, I think we don't have the ability to possess that unconditional love, but we have the ability to fall in love every day. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Doing things and having that that intimacy within your wife or the 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 relationship with your wife every day and finding new mercies in, in that relationship. I'm gonna say this. Oh, go ahead. You sure? Mm -hmm. So what I think is, and something I I think I read is, I I think that it's almost like you have to serve your partner. You have to be willing to serve and I feel like that whatever you can be of service of to your partner is a high form of just love to me how you can make their day better what you could do to make life easier for them what do they need and continuously serving them over and over again um I think I think that's a high form of just not only respect but mm -hmm. you know just a flattery like how can I how can I be of service of you like you know what I mean and to continuously show up, you mm. know, to serve your partner each and every time, too. I think um, I'm going to say this prematurely because I don't know. I'm still learning. I think we all I, I think we all have the ability to love unconditionally. I just think we don't have the courage to do it. Mm. I think um, I was uh, in church and. uh they were talking about Jonah and I don't know if it was Joseph or Josiah. I don't know. But basically, like, let me get back to my point. I think we can love unconditionally. I just think we don't have the courage enough to do it because the moment something doesn't look like what we need it to look like, we want to run. Right? Because the moment, the thing, when I think of unconditional love, I think of the Bible for sure. And I think about, being so dedicated to something that I have no choice. That's how I look at it. Like, I can't give up, right? Like, if something happens, then I got to come back. I got to come back. And I think that's what, I don't know, I think that's what unconditional, not saying anything, because, of course, in the Bible, like, infidelity, things like that, are, I think is, I want you guys to take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. Like, I'm not saying anything 
I'm saying outside of the sins, like infidelity, um, of course, like like things like that I get. Like having a baby and smile, that's crazy. You feel me? I'm talking about outside of those things. Like but, what? Like just waking up. Growing apart. And, like and that. Falling out of love. Yeah, like you feel me? Like growing apart. I think, and that's a real thing in, right. in today's no, world. Is, is. And it's like, I think you allowed yourself to grow apart because you wasn't disciplined enough to keep coming back. I feel like that's the biggest part to keep coming. That's the hardest part of anything. Yeah. When I was online, I pledged. The hardest part is keep coming back. When I when, when when times get rough from the podcast and I'm not getting the guests that I want, the hardest thing is keep coming back. When I'm in the gym, right, and it's hard, the hardest thing is to keep coming back. The same with love. When I'm in a relationship with somebody and it's not working, the hardest thing to do is to keep, keep coming yeah. back. But you win through the days you come back. That's mm -hmm. in anything in life. And anything, you are successful because of the consistency that you put into your work, right? Even throughout the adversity. So it's hard for me to have this conversation because I am, and I say this prematurely because we all can change. And I, I want to set the premise to, to understand I'm not perfect. I do think differently when it comes to discipline because you are disciplined to what you care about, what you want to be disciplined to. And so you don't want to be it no more. And I think that's not fair because people do that with God as well. They only religious when it's, when it's convenient, right? But when it goes out the, the outside of the realm that they think makes sense, nah, I ain't rocking with that. But I and think, I don't think that's... Um, I, I agree with you, but I think it's, the norm is exactly what you're saying. You're speaking like, but not those things. You get what I'm trying to say? So I feel like everything you say applies. And then like you said, but I'm not talking about infidelity, but I'm not talking about those are the things that are outside of the norm. That, uh, that 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 people are. I'm fair. I'm you get cool what I'm trying to say? That, but, that, no, but that's what I'm, I'm saying. Trying like, to that's, like falling outside. Like, but, but that would just be boxing in the only possibility. Like divorce. Like divorce is happening for a plethora of reasons. Yeah. And like one one of the ones I want to touch on is mental health. Mm -hmm. um, the reason why I want to touch on that because um, you know a lot of people don't go get these checks like ADHD. Um, bipolar, a lot of these things are actually hereditary. Mm. And what happens is I actually just spoke to somebody and um, they got a divorce. I didn't even know they were married. They got a divorce. But a lot of it had to do with like some mental health issues that they were unaware of that the person was actually going through. They can kind of, they were kind of not self-diagnosing them, but like they it was shown like these, something's going on. The person didn't want to get the help they needed the whole time. They were suffering from bipolarism. Mm -hmm. And it affects so much of the relationship because these things come with a level of intolerable behavior. You know what I mean? And some things people don't realize is that some of things like ADHD spectrums, bipolarism, they come with promiscuous... Promiscuity. You know what I'm saying? Um, hypersexuality, you know what I mean? And they're really suffering from certain things that are leading them into different avenues, but they don't even know. You know what I'm trying to say? And I don't know. Like, I feel like it's because it's so broad of reasons why people can get divorced. That's why I feel like love is just not enough. Because what about when people are suffering from certain things that they genuinely need help? You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, like, it's even like even when we talk about cheating. Some men are really chronic cheaters, but it's not even because they want to cheat. It's because they really need help with something else. Mm. But you don't want to go get the help. You don't want to go do what's necessary 
for the family. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, I feel like it's just so it's just so broad. So growing out of love is one thing, but like it's so many other things that can contribute to these avenues. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, I don't know. Like, I think the need to have self-awareness is the highest on the list. Because if you know what's going on with yourself, then you can, like I said, like in our last podcast, then you can do your best to do your best so that you're doing the right things in your relationship. So whether I'm going, self-awareness is, okay, I'm suffering from, I don't know, these, and maybe I need to go to get checked out and see what's going on with my mental so that I can be as good of service to my relationship and not just, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, sometimes you ain't good. You know what I'm saying? So, what you about to say? No, um, kind of wanted to go back a little bit to like the mm-hmm. idea of unconditional love. Um, you know, looking at this definition here, uh, it says when you love someone, no matter what they do, and have no expectation of repayment, it means that you love somebody for who they are, with no strings attached. Right? The no strings attached part kind of stood out to me because I feel like there's a whole phenomenon as marriage being viewed as a business. Mm-hmm. especially in our society. Like, it is a transactional type thing. Um, and when we started off the conversation, we were talking about, okay, if this happens, then we need to div- deviate up this way. But we have to, it's so much of a business that you have to have legal clauses mm. in the beginning to protect yourself just in case. Mm. So it's just like, as much as we say we want to go into a mindset with unconditional love, we are still creating an insurance policy if it doesn't happen mm-hmm. because there's so much that is outside of our control. So what I find myself like battling with the idea of like truly saying like, yes, it's unconditional love. Yes, I'm loving. But then at the same time, Protecting I do yourself. still have within myself full transparency, like looking at it like it's a business in, in a sense, because if something were to go wrong, there's things out there that people fall out of love. I could be, uh, we were talking about the situation of B Smith back in the day where uh, her husband was taking care of her and she had, she was sick. She was terminal. She was about to pass away in transition. And he had already started dealing with another individual. You know what I'm saying? Things of that nature. I mean, of course this is a situation where she was sick and they already know that she was going to pass over, but things like that happen. But she already had some things in her paperwork they already had arrangements that were before this even happened, and he inherits it. So now he gets all of that, but then at the same time, he's dealing with the another individual. So there's a lot of it that I wrestle with as an individual because yeah. I want to hold on to the love part because that's what God wants us to. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, society is pushing us with this business aspect of the relationship that I don't think was intended for us to deal with. Mm. I'm not going to be transparent with y'all, man. I, um... I'm having a hard time coming up the words because I don't want to be insensitive. And I think when it comes to discipline, I think I'm, I don't want to say great, decent. I think I'm pretty decent with that. Uh-huh. All my friends can compliment me if it comes to saving money to just being consistent, whatever, right? And I, it's not really about unconditional. It's that I'm going to be disciplined in my love enough to love you through it all because that's what the Bible said I should do. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I want to be that person. But do you want to be that person? Right? And a lot of times when we look at discipline, anything, again, a lot of people know what it takes to be successful. But they just don't do what it takes. Mm-hmm. So when I'm saying unconditional, it's are you going to fight through the times when you really don't want to because I am. 
right? And I think that's the scary part because love ain't a podcast. Love ain't a business. Love ain't uh it ain't something tangible, but we make it that, right? So this podcast, I could depend on me. Like I said, if I put myself in a position that if nobody come, I can get it done by myself. That ain't the case with love, right? So if I'm going to do that, I'm we said 1 Corinthians with 13, mm-hmm. if I'm going to do that and I'm going to be love don't boast, love, love doesn't brag, love love is um uh, kind, if I'm going to... If I'm going to dedicate myself to this, right, are you willing to go the same amount, the same mile? And because we aren't really, we we aren't one, I don't know what you're thinking at any time, I can't guarantee that, right? So that's where the the things come in place of Mm -hmm. um, protecting myself. Because I know what I'm, I know what I'm willing, where I'm willing to go, but I don't know where are you willing to go? And especially in this, 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 and I say this all the time, this world where, Self-love is so right. And I'm not saying like you shouldn't love yourself, but it's like we we put ourselves over God. Mm-hmm. It's like we we it's like we love ourselves that we're not gonna obey God's commands. We're not gonna keep keep the Bible. Like we're not gonna do that. We're gonna love ourselves over all. Become self-righteous. Right. So that's when I say love is unconditional, right? Like, like because I'm willing to do go to mile, even if I even if I'm not in love with you at that moment. And that's why I say it might be premature and because you never know until you go through these things. So it's easy to say, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll jump in front of a bullet mm-hmm. for my friend until it's time to jump in front of a bullet. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to talk with caution, but this is just how I feel now, mm-hmm. right? And that's why it's hard for me to have this conversation because this is really how I feel. It's like, this podcast, like you told we had a conversation, we, we, went, we was going through something and you was like, bro, you basically got to love her like you love your business. That's basically, basically for... To make a long story short, you like you gotta love her like you love your career, right? And I'm like, damn, that messed me up. Damn, but I said that. You ain't said verbatim, but that's what I took. He was like, bro, you know how you know you're gonna make it from in your podcast and your career. You gotta know that the love is like basically that's what you said. And I'm like, damn. And the moment I decided to do that, it's like, but are you gonna do that for me? That's unconditional love, right? And it's like, if you can't do that for me, it's always a a, a a part in my mind where I'm wondering, like I'm scared, cause it's like, man, I, I know I ain't, I ain't, I ain't going nowhere. If you in a wheelchair and think I got I'm stuck, I'm here. But are you going to do that for me? So, devil's advocate, real quick, uh, based off of what you just said, are you going to do that for me? Is it unconditional love if you're thinking about the expectation from the other person? I don't know, because based off the the, the definition right here, it's. You love someone no matter what they do with no expectation of repayment. So it's like when we talk about unconditional love, I think when we even have the idea of like, what are you going to do for me? Is it unconditional? So I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. That's a great question. But again, we've been transparent. I have the same questions about God. But guess what? I still practice every day. I think I think that's what happens. We we take out the, the humane part of life. Like, the humane part of life is you're going to have crazy thoughts. It's about what you do. That's what separates these weirdos from men. We all probably have crazy thoughts one time in our life. Mm-hmm. And this is for anybody that might be watching. But it ain't about the thought. It's about what you do, how you act on it. Right? So, yeah, but I'm just being transparent. These are thoughts that run through my mind. Just like it's when I'm going to church. 
man, I pray to I, I hope I, I pray to God about God. Man, I hope I'm making the right. God, please lead me in the right. If this ain't the way, please just show me the, the right way. I'm so if I'm praying about God, <laughs> you just, like come on. I'm praying about myself. So like I say to this say, like, I don't think it's an expectation, it's just a fear. It's just mm. a fear. I I'm not I'ma love you. I'ma give you what I got. I'm just praying that you give me what you got. Like, I'm praying, like, please, like, not I'm praying, I'm praying that what you got. Is as strong as what I got? Cause it's like, damn. Cause if this don't work, it's like, what do we do here? Right. I don't know. I mean, that's just. I don't know if it's a lot, but that's real. I mean, mm-hmm. I I think the essence of this conversation, this is one of those open ended right. conversations right. that I think where there's no clear end because divorce is still happening, marriage is still happening, yeah. love is still loving. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you, you can't know foresee I mean? the future, so it's kind of like I don't know. For me, like I, I, I don't know. I've never been married before, so I can't. It's hard for me. Like I only. It's hard for me to speak on what and what not because I really, you know, we we on the way to marriage. So we don't, I don't know how, you know what I mean? I don't know in eight years what that looks like. You know what I mean? I only thing like, I think, only thing like in like for the sake of transparency that I'm still trying to uh, gather biblically, biblically the right, terms on is you know if if, if se- yeah like <laughs> if se- like like so obviously it says you know to death do his part or whatever but you know i also know that god doesn't want us unhappy you know what i'm saying either so if there ever is a time where that comes like 10 15 years down the line does god would god even want that like you know like i like i'm still biblically trying to make sure that What's right is right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so I don't really, I like I said, it's it's all open to me you because I'm still crazy? learning. Like, I'm still learning a, a lot of it. I think, again, I'm I'm still learning. But I don't think, I think we say, we give, we make up scenarios for God. Like, I don't know if God really wants us to be happy. From my, from my, my readings and my, um, my research, God wants us to get back to heaven. Right. And again, with this word of self-love, right? Mm-hmm. Anything can make you not happy, right? So if I got to go to church on Saturday, man, I'm, I'm missing my family. Now I'm not happy. If, I don't know, if um, I can't celebrate the holidays that I want to celebrate because I know that there's not for God, I'm unhappy. I can't be with my family. So it might be a, it's, this might be an extreme um, example, but I just feel like I don't, I, from, I don't know, I'm still learning, y'all. I haven't seen where God said he wants us to be happy. I've seen where God said he wants us to get back to where we returned from. I've seen that, like, eternal life. I've seen that. I don't know if I've seen... And again, I'm still learning, so I don't know. But it's like, it's like, what are the things... What are we measuring these things by? Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? Like, to be happy. What does that mean? What is... I don't know. I feel like... I definitely feel like... Like I said, there's levels to a lot of things. Because, like, I feel like that's, that's like a... Those are small, those are like small dosages of happiness. I mean, like, I'm, I guess when I say happiness, I'm, I'm talking about like, it's not even just happy, it's at peace because, you know, uh, just like patient kindness, I can't really be patient and kind and have that level of the Holy Spirit if I'm not at least in some, uh, like, I'm not doing the right things. And sometimes, genuinely, it's not that you're not unhappy, it's you're not at peace because you're genuinely not doing the right thing. But don't you get and, peace from God? Yeah, you get peace from God, but that's what I'm saying. But a lot of times you're going to, if you put your, if when you're putting yourself in situations, it can be very unpleasant. 
and finding peace sometimes means walking away. You know what I'm trying to say? Or being, and I'm, and I'm just playing devil advocate too, because it's not that I'm saying that it's okay to do. That's why I said I'm biblically, I'm still trying to find out the correct term. Cause like, you know, like we've had this conversation, uh, I think when we have friends over one day, like how does it look like in 15 years and the relationship really just not as happy. Mm -hmm. And this is for like people who are thinking about divorce or, you know, maybe get a divorce. I'm just in general, like when things are just genuinely not at peace, like the house is uneasy, like it's just not at peace. Is it because it's not, you know, like, for example, you said sometimes people do things out of Satan's rejoice, right? Mm -hmm. Some people are marrying for the wrong reasons all the time. You get what I'm trying to say? It's not necessarily God's will. It was their will. They didn't go seek counsel with God and ask if this was okay. They didn't, they never invited God into their relationship. They never went to church together and, and did this, you know, they they just was like the American way. Oh, let's get married. Mm. You get what I'm trying to say? And now they're unequally house, yoked. They're unequally yoked. Mm. You get what I'm trying to say? I can't sit here and say that. God is saying, um, yeah, till death do us part. Yeah. You get what I'm trying to say? That's what I'm saying. Like, everybody... I'm thinking if it's done the right way, right? So, for example, let's say all our T's are crossing our eyes are dotted. Mm. Speaking of happiness, let's get away from the petty stuff. Like, Well, not petty, but let's get away from infidelity, things like that. Not on wood. <laughs> okay. If you were to be in, I'm not gonna do that. If somebody, if it's a relationship, and one person in the relationship was to be paralyzed for the rest of their life, one person couldn't get have sex. One person probably couldn't uh, move the way they would like to move. Right. That could be a really unhappy situation for said person who's not paralyzed. So they deserve a divorce because they aren't happy. Like no, I, I don't, no, I don't know. No, I'm I don't, not. That's why this conversation is agree. like I'm not fucking with this. Like shit. for me, like no, <laughs> but that's why I said I think you're I misinterpreting like me because that I don't agree with that either. I don't know where that. But we just said unhappiness. No, but I don't. But th that's the thing. Like. There's see to me that's unhappy not unhappiness that's sadness. My partner's passing. I can't be into. It. I feel like there's a difference. Like there's a difference in like this is such an un this is an unfortunate situation. It's not necessarily an unhappy one. This is unfortunate. But God, I trust you. And then there's a situation that is not like God ordained. You get what I'm trying to say? That's why I said like that to me morally. I'm not. I would never. That that's wrong. Like not not. You that's know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't. I don't want to tell I somebody I, else. I, I would say. For me, it's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like for somebody else, you know what I'm saying? They may not have that stamina to deal with that unheartened situation for 15, 20 years. They may not. For me, I think it's it's wrong. You get what I'm trying to say? However, I also don't feel like that's an unhappiness. I feel like that's a sadness. That's an unfortunate measure of life. And through God's disciples, He has shown to give people unfortunate circumstances, and they still stay close to Him. You know what I'm saying? They still walk in faith. You know what I'm saying? They still blind and all. Like, they still going to walk with him. And that is why I said, for me, yeah, you still walk with God. You still walk with your relationship. You still do what you do. So, for me, that's a no-brainer. But I'm talking, like, but I don't know. Like, I, that's why I said I think we're talking on two different circumferences. Because even you, you said when it's done right. But I feel like it's more it's done wrong more than it's done right. Because I feel like more people still need God in their relationship that's than ever. Like, I, mean, I don't really, I never, I've never seen people be like, oh, yeah, like, I, you know, I pr like me and my partner, not never seen, excuse me. And it's not that I never see. I rarely see, see I rarely see people really welcoming God into their relationship. 
I rarely see that. I have friends. I have family. I rarely see it. You know what I'm saying? I ain't talking about us mm-hmm. because that's what we doing and that's what you know we've been doing. But I'm talking about I really see that to be a situation through my friends and it's sad. And sometimes when my friends even be coming to me with problems and I know for a fact they do not got God at the center of their relationship, sometimes I don't know what to say because no offense. You're going to have to do something. And the only thing to do is to enter God in. You know what I'm trying to say? So it's like I don't, I can't really, so I only can speak to the fact that Due to that fact, I know more people are suffering with being unequally yoked in relationships that are actually unpeaceful, not God ordained. They're, you know, and they end up in these situations like divorce, mm. and they end up in this situation about money not being, you know, now this person getting fifty percent, and all. This is how to me, this is how you get there because if God was at the center, you wouldn't be there anyway. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, or you know what I'm saying? It would be dealt with in a a different manner. You know what I'm saying? So that's 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 what I'm trying to say. Like, and I'm I'm glad that you said. All of that. Reason why is because to put like a bow on it, right? Like you said God at the center. Mm-hmm. You're talking about happiness and how God doesn't want us. God doesn't speak about happiness, but he does speak about joy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's why they said the joy that the Lord gives, the world mm-hmm. didn't give it and the world can't take it away. Right? So just looking at two different sides, it's happiness on one side um, and joy on the other. Happiness is external. Joy is internal. Mm-hmm. Happiness is dependent on circumstances Joy is independent of circumstances. Happiness is an emotional response. Joy is the act of the will. Mm. Uh, happiness is having what you want. Joy is wanting what you have. Mm. Uh, happiness is external euphoria. Joy is internal commitment. Happiness is an effect. Joy is a cause. Happiness is a result. Joy is a foundation. Happiness is inconsistent. Joy is consistent. Mm. Happiness is temporary. Joy is eternal. Amen. And I think when we talk about, just to talk about just divorce in, in its entirety and why it happens. I mean, we have the external factors and things, but why do people step out? It's a lot of people that are seeking happiness, happiness. And that's as I'm opposed saying. Right. to joy. Yes. But they don't even know to look for joy. Yes, but joy. But that's exactly, when I'm hearing you, that's what I'm saying. But like, I still feel like, so for me, because I use the word happiness, I'm talking about joy. I'm not talking about happiness. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about joy. So that's why I said, like, I don't think God wants us out here, like you said, to get in heaven. But yes, I feel like joy is still a part of a godlike nature. But I don't what think I'm trying to say. I can give you joy, right? Can't. No, that's I don't, I don't think. Gives, yeah. no, but that's what I'm saying. Nobody said that, though. I don't think it's a act of you giving joy. I'm talking about but joy being in the relationship. Is what I'm trying to say in the marriage. Not that anybody can give it to you or take it to you from you. That's not what the statement was. You know what I'm saying? That's why I said, let me replace because you keep saying that's what you're saying about happiness. Then I don't think, like I said, I don't think God does not want a joyful marriage because God ordained joy is what it is, not happiness. The words are, you know, that's what mm, I'm trying to say. No, I get it. Dylan just made a very great point. Uh, just wanted to add this before we close off but he says happiness versus joy is like falling in love versus choosing to love mm-hmm. and that's love part, that love this that. is what i'm but i've been saying this like not like this you guys are wearing it much better but like again i'm gonna choose to show up at this podcast every time i'm consistent mm-hmm. with it are you going to choose to show up to me every time even when it's hard that's what i've been saying mm-hmm. i ain't said like you guys but like that's my point I feel like, and yeah, it's, it's scary. I think that's the, the the scariest part because I'm going to show up 
day in and out. I'm here. The moment I give God my word, I'm here. No matter what comes with it, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, are you willing to be committed like that? That's a hard ask. That's a hard ask. And that ain't something that, that sh should be like. Like, that's hard. That's why I'm like, that's why I said it's, it's a big, this is conversation is, is, is hard for me because it's like, bro, like, you can't, why is it so hard for you though? Not because hard. I, not I'm hard. Like, I'm, I'm watching how passionate you got. I'm like, nigga, you're gonna make me so I'm, I'm confused. Like, what are you actually like? What no, no. are you feeling like? Because I'm just because I'm, again, at the I'm end of the day, I'm trying to like follow nah, you. Nah, nah. So what I'm saying is, I'm passionate because you are the woman I'm about to marry. I'm marrying, right? You are that person, right? God is still God, of course. And I just had a conversation with you um, a few episodes back about right. how just being scared with that. Well, what about just like choosing faith, right? Uh, choosing right. Uh, just just following God every right. day, right. right? So if I'm, but I'm still going to do it, right? And that's what I think separates me from everybody else. And this is what this is what happens because we come with self self awareness. We talk about um, we get wrapped, wrapped up soon. I got y'all. We talk about being faithful, right? And I said, I'm telling Alex, it's. I don't wear that on my on my arm because it's easy, right? Like certain, like I feel like some people can be faithful because it's easy. That's kudos to them. It was never easy for me because I always was the guy that got what I wanted, right? If it was easy, cool, everybody could do it. It's like to paint a picture, right? It's like we had a conversation about guy, a guy that give a girl a lot of money when he's rich, but the guy that don't have a lot that give a girl a lot of money, it means more. Right? I feel like it means more because I always was in positions to have my way. I chose not to have my way for love, joy. That I made that decision because this is what I want. Although temptations present itself all the time, I decide not to indulge in that because I'm strong in it. But because we're human, I'm thinking about the other side. Not it might not be again. That's just for me. But like, yeah, I'ma choose to be here every day. When through the through hell, sickness, and death, I'ma choose to do that. I can't really speak for another person. You know what I'm saying? So that's why it's it's, it's passionate because I, we talk about podcasts, right? People, why you choose to do interviews? Because I can depend on me. That's why I decided to do interviews. I don't gotta depend on nobody else. I can depend on me, right? And that's just who I am. So when we talk about marriage, like I gotta, I'm I'm kind of give I'm, I'm loving you like I love God. That's I'm I'm true, I'm loving you like I love God unconditionally. I've never seen God in my life, but I believe He exists. Exists. I read the Bible about Him every day. I'm loving you. It's, that's, I think that's I never even thought about it. I'm really loving you like I love God, and that's shit. I, it's like, Come so, on, man. Are we talking for real? Like that's a walk of faith. Yeah. That's a walk. That's like sheesh. Something something about your standpoint is bothering me. I don't know what it is. I I think it's the I think it's the straightforwardness of it. Mm. I, because a lot of times people aren't having these conversations. And it sounds it sounds uncomfortable. And me talking about it, I'm passionate because we're having the conversation. But I can I can see how it's it sounds a lot of things I'm saying people won't say. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like potentially. I don't it's not what you're saying that's incorrect. It's just 
The I conviction? Know. I don't know. It's I don't I don't know. I don't want to miss. Well, no, I love. I, first of all, if anything, <laughs> let me not be an asshole. If you was to get what I think, what I would, if you was to get what I would like you to get from it, it would be the opposite. I'm going to tell you why. What do you mean? Because I'm so convicted on loving you for who you are. You should know that that's what you have. Say that again. I didn't understand that. So if I, if I had to give you the feeling that I want you, the takeaway that I would want you to take away from this is at least, you know, somebody that's loving you no matter what through thick and thin. Okay. That's what I think. That's what I'm trying to convey. Okay. Right. So. If I had to give you that. I appreciate that clarity on it because I think like I think what it is and uh, I'm still trying to get it all. Up. I think the when you say it the way you're saying it, it's almost like you are. This is going to be the wrong word, but follow me. It almost sounds like a threat. Like I'm loving you through thick and thin I can't trust what you're doing, but I, but just know I'm doing it. It sounds like, not a threat, but it sounds like, why are you, like, you don't have to bully me into it. Like, you don't have to do that. And I feel like if you truly feel that way, you could feel that way. Like, it's like, I'm doing, it's, it's, it's almost like a rest and easy. Like, I'm doing, like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. You get what I'm trying to say? But a part of it, the way it's being conveyed is like, I can't trust what nobody's doing, but I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And, and, and almost be like, so you better be doing what you're doing. Instead of like, and I feel like when I when when I think about love is, I love you. Mm-hmm. The rest ain't up to me. I ain't got nothing else to say. So I think like it makes me uncomfortable, not because it's straightforward. It makes me uncomfortable because it's giving like, it doesn't. Are you overcompensating when you're saying it? Or, or do you really feel like I love you? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, not to say it like you don't love me, but like when you you when you're saying it with so much conviction and passion, as if it, it almost feels like you're overcompensating for the fact, like, listen, I'm working real hard to, to love you this way. So you better love me back. And I don't think to me, when I think about love, I don't think about it in that way. Which is why I intentionally, I'm going to be honest with you, which is why I intentionally, I'm not saying it back to you. I'm not I'm not going to say, no, I am. I am. No, I'm not. Because I'm resting and easy. I already know what I'm doing. God knows what I'm doing. You get what I'm trying to say? So I, I intentionally wasn't saying it back, and, I, and you said it so many times, and I understood what you were trying to get at, but a part of me, I'm not saying that you're wrong, but a part of me feels like, why are you so convicted? If the, if you truly love somebody and you truly are are, are walking with God, then you know that. God, God has it covered. Why are you so convicted? All right. So, again, we've been transparent in this conversation. This is a really, really vulnerable conversation right now. I'm letting you know right now. Yeah, we had 140. Bro. And this might come off wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm still questioning God. Okay, fair enough. So, and I'm just being, trying to be straight. Why wouldn't I question anything else? Okay. But I say that to say, so one, you said I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of uh, intentionally not saying it back. That's not nice in a way of I'm opening a safe to my deepest fears. I'm expressing my deepest fears. And because you're bothered by the way it's coming out, I won't put you at ease. And granted, you can't do that, right? But I feel like that's a un, that's 
a lot of times that happen in relationships where it's like you someone is saying was wrong and I guess it's not hitting home to the other side and instead of you putting that person at ease like you stand firm in it like um we used to have a conversation about uh planning somebody insecurities and some some people would say that ain't my fault you shouldn't be insecure but why, why, why would you want to continue to have somebody insecure? That's not fair. Like, if somebody is insecure, you should, as a partner, you should want them to feel happy. You should want them to feel at ease, right? So if I'm expressing my deepest fears and all it takes for you to be like, bae, I'm never going to do that. Why not say that? Can I answer? Because you're not saying it's an insecurity. You're convicted. I know me. I'm self-aware. You never once said it was an insecurity. You said, you said, I'm not gonna lie. You was like, I would I, no, you know, it this this wasn't your fear. Your fear earlier, you were saying Divorce. Divorce. All this came right. from That that's fine. It came from divorce, but that was we already passed that. Here you explained multiple times that I'm self-aware. Mm-hmm. I know me. Mm-hmm. I know me. I know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm trying to say? To me, it's coming off. It's not coming off as an insecurity. You look like you are standing in what you're saying. And I, and it's not that I can't reassure you. It's just that it's not coming off as an insecurity to me. And I'm telling you as well, which does happen in a relationship. So like you're saying, like it's really an insecurity of why you're saying it this way. Now you're saying it's an insecurity, right? But when you're Not also, an insecurity, a, a fear. Right, so divorce is a fear. The insecurity was an example. Right, right. Divorce is your fear, Mm -hmm. right? But what I'm talking about is your fear. Or the lack of commitment. Not really divorce. So mine was commitment that we got to. Mm -hmm. Mine was commitment, right? Yours was divorce, right? We're clarifying now, like, you know what I'm saying, that this is a part of, but when I'm thinking we're just talking, I'm just thinking, I'm just talking to what you're saying, Mm -hmm. specifically past it, because we're hour and 40 in. Like, so we're talking about, to me, we're talking about this specific spot, right? And through the specific spot, you're saying, like, I know me. I'm self-aware. I know what I'm going to do. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, like, I know what I'm going to do. So all I'm saying is, I hope you doing what you're doing. And I'm telling you the same way, like you're saying, it happened in relationship. I'm telling you it's coming off like a threat. Okay. You get what I'm trying to say? So it doesn't sound like, hey, this is an insecurity of mine. Like, I I feel like I'm going to be doing this. You get what I'm trying to say, and I, I and I don't know if you're going to be doing that. And I, even when I said, I said I stopped the po- like in the middle podcast. I said, why do you keep saying it like that? Like I said, are you talking to the viewers? Or are you talking to me? Because at first, like I, I I was following your point and you and understanding where you were trying to go, but you were like, because I know, like it was so convicted. I'm like, are you speaking to me? Because I'm right here. And that's why I said, you marrying me. I said it. I said, so why do you keep saying it like that? Because you marrying me. So it's coming off like a threat. So it's not that I wasn't trying to soothe the insecurity. I didn't understand it to be an insecurity. Because clarity in that conversation and that spot did not seem like, one, an insecurity. I, like, I felt your confidence in it. You get what I'm trying to say? I didn't feel it to be a fear on that point. Divorce is a fear for a plethora of reasons as we're going through. But I didn't know this attached to it was the same thing. So it's not that I can't ease it. It's just that I'm still trying to figure out, again, why, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like, like that's why I say it's something about it is bothering me because, I, like, and it's not that I'm keep intentionally keeping it up to you because it's bothering me. I'm intentionally keeping it up to you because I'm not trying to threaten you because I feel like I'm, like, I don't know. It just feels like, it just feels like, you know what I'm saying? To me, we're supposed to be talking to the viewers. So what's already understood, we get married. So... Obviously, I made my decision. I said yes. You get what I'm trying to say? So I'm not like, 
I know what I'm gonna do. Like I already, I, I, you know what I'm saying. So when you first said, like, I know that ain't us. Like, you know what I'm saying. Like, I'm not talking about us. Like, I, I sat back because it's like you ain't talking about us. But then when you keep saying and convicted, you are talking about us. You get what I'm trying to say. So I'm, I guess I'm confused on the sense. So I can't reassure you if I'm confused, and I also can't reassure reassure you if I also don't understand it's an insecurity. It's not an insecurity. Again, it's a fear. Insecurity was an example. Uh, I think I don't know We got lost in transition Somewhere because Alex presented a question And I was Staring on my answer I, Like it never came The energy never was Towards you It was really A question that was presented And I had a strong feeling On it Yeah But if You Take it as Me threatening you uh, I can apologize For Me Cause I wanna say something. I wanna Apologize be genuine in my apology I can apologize for not reading the room and understanding where we are having the conversation because I am with my fiance right so I can be firm in that 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 stance but maybe not in this forum maybe not in this setting right because it could be it could look it could easily be looked another way what you've done. So I apologize for misreading the room in that way. I st it's still a fear, right? With all that being said, I, I I propose to you with hopes that that won't happen, right? So I don't think that you're just going to not be committed to me like I'm not committed to you. I just know how hard commitment can be and how easy I make it look sometimes, right? And because I make it look easy, I want you to understand in the most respectful loving manner that just because i make it look easy doesn't always come easy and i intentionally love you every day right i think that's the message that i wanted you to get right it's not the the how it got delivered was really just in the passion of the conversation because that's how I feel. Because a lot of times I can, I, you see, I, I made the example, I compare it to my podcast a lot because a lot of times I'm rewarded or applauded for the things I'm doing, but people don't understand the hard work that's putting into it. Same with this. Even to the, to, to the young men out there, this isn't a cakewalk, but we put work into making this. We put sweat and tears into loving each other. You get what I'm saying? And sometimes, I ain't, sometimes, sometimes it's frustrating because people think it's easy. And like, This is crazy. <laughs> this is real, bro. It's real. Sometimes people can get so lost in other people that they have no idea, like, the work that niggas is putting in, right? And I don't ever want that to get lost about me and my relationship, right? Because it's something that I work hard for, just like my podcast, just as much, if not more, than my podcast. And I love what I do. I love it probably more than anything except for my relationship, right? 
And that's why I was so convicted. But just like God, like I say, I, like I don't say I question God because I don't wear it on the sleeve. I question it because I am going hard and I'm, I'm, I'm fighting so hard to know the truth. And I don't want to get to the end of the, the road and everything that I fought for wasn't true. Same way, that's why I kept comparing to my podcast and God. That these are things that I fight for on a daily basis. You feel me? This ain't something that I'm just picking up and putting down. And I want you, I want it to be the same on the other end. Not saying it's not, but that's for all of it. I'm not just doing this for fun. This ain't a hobby. I'm not just going to church because I want to make because I wanted to sound good. It ain't for everybody. It's for my my life at the death. You get what I'm saying? And that's why I'm, I'm convicting it because I mean it. Right? So that's why I say I apologize for not not re misreading the room because it was coming off as if I was talking to my homie, which I kind of was when it's really about us. So I apologize for that for sure. Um, thank you for apologizing and for clarifying that. Um, uh -uh. I probably started to get a little um, just not offended, but just like, you know what I mean? Like the same way you like, you're like, oh, you know, I got this, I'm convicted. I'm like, you know, I'm here. Why are you like, why are you so convicted? Mm hmm I apologize for that reassuring. Nah, like, hey. You know, um, I think, I just want people to understand, like, it's hard, you feel me? And, like, anything worth having is, is hard. To whom much is given, much is required, you know what I'm saying? And outside of all of the cliche stuff, oh, yeah, you can just bring it. Yeah, just bring it. Thank you. I think, um, just going back to divorce, I feel like people aren't fighting hard enough. I, sorry. This is the vulnerability, the conversation that we just had, full circle moment. It just speaks to the growth. I mean, I think for us to have this conversation, it's a heavy conversation to begin with. Um, but yeah, I spoke your truth. I spoke your vulnerability. But more importantly, in the end of it, we put a bow on it, right? It's not about, we understand the problem, but I can see in the passion from both sides just now that you both are doing the work. And I think that's what matters at the end of these, at the end of all of this, at the end of all of these conversations, it's a matter of, you know, you both know where we stand. You know, you know, you know where you stand, you know where you stand. And the whole time you were talking about questioning, it made me think of, again, got to keep on going back to the Bible, right? And I'm not trying to overwhelm anybody with it, but we talk about, Matthew 17, verse 20, where it says, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed. Mm. And when you talk about a mustard seed, it's like the smallest, like, yeah. bro, like the smallest seed ever. You can say to this mountain, move from here and there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Mm. 
And when you talk about like the doubt that still people have at times and you wrestle with, and it's like, I'm questioning this. I think that God is so big that he can take that into consideration. Mm. He doesn't need you to have a hundred percent faith. And it's just like, it's just a month, just like with the podcast, enough faith to step over the line and say, I'm going to do it. Enough faith to step over and take a bended knee and say, I'm going to marry this woman and so on and so forth. I think we pressure faith in the aspect of we need to know a hundred percent clarity. And I find beauty in this moment because y'all are walking on faith by even doing this in addition to marriage and having a podcast, being a parent and everything in that capacity and your vulnerability. So all of this in the conversation, the reason why divorce is happening is because this isn't happening. Mm. These conversations are not happening. These mediations are not happening. You don't get to apologies. You just in real time stood on man time to say, bro, I mean it that way. Vice versa. That doesn't happen. That's why they say in the Bible, do not go to sleep angry or do not let the sun go down and you're angry and, and to resolve all of those issues. I just paraphrase and mess it up a little bit, but you know what I was trying to go with it. These are the things when we talk about the topic at hand, what we just saw in the midst of the entire conversation is what causes success. And I think what we have to find in the relationship is the ability to just try to do it every day. Mm. It may not be every day. It might be every other day. But the simple fact of coming to the place of this is what relationship looks like. Vulnerability, love, intimacy, and trying every goddamn day. Mm. And that is literally what we saw just in the essence of this episode. But yeah, just want to give y'all your flowers. Oh, man, this is good, but I love you, baby. <laughs> hey, man, I ain't about to get that. Yo, that was embarrassing. I'm going to chop that part out. But look. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> We're posting that tonight, man. Dylan said I'm not. <laughs> what you mean? Yo, this is great, man. Where we at? Episode what? Uh, 85. It's hot, man. Episode 85. Gemini Scorpio Podcast. The gang. Uh, late night tonight. She shot a. She shot a. Mr. Underscore J Hill. We got C Buck Saint. We got um. I am eclectic on Period. Instagram. Alexander DeBlanc is here. Period. Episode eighty five. Go tap into the YouTube. Tap into the audio. Gemini Scorpio podcast wrap. We out.